Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with your co-host, the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice, and his wife, Jeannie. Michael and Jeannie share with you the wisdom of the ancient Aramaic internal process of forgiveness. They offer tools and support five days a week. They will support you in building a solid foundation within yourself to live in pure love. In Aramaic, Rachma. Michael is the author of Why Is This Happening to Me Again? For more information on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.whyagain.com. And now your co-host, the forgiveness doctor, Dr. Michael and Jeannie Rice. To the brightness within you and the truth that is Well, Happy New Year, and welcome to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice. I'm Jeannie Rice, your co-host, along with Dr. Tim Hayes, and we welcome you to the show. Air call in, um, oh, today is Friday, January the 1st, 2016. Our call in number is 646-200-4169. Press 1, and that puts you in queue to talk to us, and we would love to hear your comments and your questions, because that makes this your show. Welcome, Michael, and Happy New Year, everybody. Well, thank you, dear heart, and Happy New Year, everybody. I hope that that this year coming up is absolutely awesome, that everyone who's in earshot gets to join us as often as possible to bring forward these tools on a global scale. 2015 is the year that, or 16, is the year that forgiveness becomes available to every mind, heart, and being on the planet. Personally, this morning, I got to wake up, and I got to open two absolutely awesome gifts. My eyes... And from there, it's been one gift after another. And so we're here to share these tools with you and uh, and to support you in just creating literally the best year yet of your eternal life. Again, with all the holiday time going on, we've been doing editing and uh, and getting a little bit of free time. And it's interesting. We got to go and see another film yesterday that I'd like to suggest that everybody go look at. We talked last week about the film Concussion and suggested you go see that. It'll tell you a whole lot about the way the world works and how the game is going on and some things about how to make a difference. And it's interesting. It's just been, what, four or five days since that. And yesterday we got to see Concussion 2. It's out already. Perhaps you didn't know that. Well, actually, that's not quite true. But it's interesting. It's exactly the same movie, only it was called The Big Short Same game, same process, same eye-opening information about how the world is being played out with some craziness and some insanity and how some awesome people are waking up and making a difference, waking up and telling the truth, waking up and looking at the truth. And so we're here to support the existence of truth in the world and, and to really, first and foremost, support the existence of human life in the world. Human life, in our definition, is an easy, easy thing to understand. All you have to do is hold a newborn child and you'll have an experience. And that experience will be the experience of a human life. If you don't have one of those, then this work is for you. Because what it will do, if you'll engage in it, is it will restore you to that awesome active presence of love that you and I are designed to live as. And so our process is one of being willing to confront everything in us that is unlike truth and to bring forward this sweet presence of love that we are designed for and that we exist as and that we have always existed as 
even if we lost awareness of it. So the whole body of work is designed to bring forward the activity, the understanding of the process of forgiveness so that if you are mentally, emotionally, or physiologically capable of any form of hostility or fear, when you bring forgiveness to that hostility or fear, you will literally remove the capacity for that particular form of hostility or fear and be freed of it so that you too can function as the awesome active presence of love that you're designed for. The whole body of work around why is this happening to me again in every workshop that we do, and I don't even know how many workshops we're up to now, 17, 18, 19 workshops, it all started out as one single focus, and that was forgiveness, and the the body of work or the workshop called Why Is This Happening to Me Again was the starting point. And over the years, as we worked with that over the last 35, 36 years, that workshop would split off, split off, split off, split off into other topics related to why is this happening to me again, but focusing in a specialty area, for instance, healing through relationships. You know, we live in a world that says, well, you know, my my relationship, you know, when people have problems, and well, my relationship has a problem. Do you know that to say my relationship has a problem is denial? If we don't understand what denial means, we'll buy into the way the world thinks. And if we buy into the way the world thinks, then we'll we probably think denial just so automatically that we take it for granted that that's the way it works. You have never had a problem in a relationship in your life. It's not possible. There's no such thing as a diseased relationship. If you're in turmoil, if you're in pain, if you're in upset, and you're blaming your relationship, then you're in denial. And when you live in denial, when you think or speak as though something outside of you, like your relationship, is causing something to happen inside of you, like your turmoil, then you have to hide the root of your turmoil from yourself. And hiding the root of your turmoil from yourself is called, in this work, dissociation. When I dissociate from the cause of my turmoil... All of a sudden, my own turmoil is no longer mine to change. And so I will get to live the title of my book, the title of the main workshop we do, Why Is This Happening to Me Again? Until I can uncover and come back into direct relationship with the cause of my turmoil, my pain, my fear, my sadness, my grief, my rage, my hatred, my vengeance, I'll not be able to change that state in myself. And if I can't change that state in myself, because that state exists, guess who's coming to dinner? Somebody's going to show up. You know, we live in an energetic world. That's one of the most basic principles of this work. We live in an energetic world. And one of the main laws that governs the world of energy is the law of residence. And the law of resonance simply stated says this, when two energy fields are in tune or in harmony with each other, they exchange information. We're all familiar with that. You've seen the experiment or you've done it. You've hit a middle C tuning fork on the desk and you put it in front of a second middle C tuning fork. What happened to the second tuning fork? Well, without being touched, it started to vibrate. It started to move. That's because of a transfer of energy or resonance. If I have a piano sitting in front of me and I hit middle C on the piano, I don't even know. You know, I'm not that much into music or pianos, but there are a certain number of strings in that piano that will begin to vibrate. If I have a second piano and I open the top up, I will see the same strings vibrating in the second piano as we're setting to me into motion by me hitting the keys that cause that middle C tone to come from the piano. So a really important thing to understand about the world of energy is that the, in, in this resonance-run universe that we live, resonance causes motion. It sets things into motion. 
So the second tuning fork starts to vibrate, the strings in the second piano start to move. If I hit a middle C tuning fork and I put it in front of a middle A tuning fork, there's going to be no motion in the middle A tuning fork. Important principle to understand. Because when you understand that, then you understand that whatever trauma or turmoil you happen to hold, you have in you, so to speak, a tuning fork for that. And when that tuning fork activates, then it sets up literally a measurable high-energy wave. And that's going to create motion anywhere else that there's a matching frequency. And then there's a second key to understand. And this is one of the keys to healing through relationships. You'll notice the name of that workshop. When I first did it, I called it Healing Your Relationships. And then I came to understand, no, no, that's not what it is. It's through my relationships that I get to heal. So if I've got something painful in me that I don't want to deal with and that starts to move, and if that same painful energy is in my partner, then it's going to start to move in my partner. And if I live in the standard world of denial, then I'll say my partner made me mad, sad, glad, afraid, hateful, whatever, or hurt me. And if my partner lives in that state of denial, then they'll say, and you made me mad, sad, hateful, hurtful, whatever. But that's all a lie. That's all a fraud of the dissociated mind. And then the second thing to recognize, once you realize that resonance creates motion, is that in the human system, resonance creates motion toward so if I hold a certain state that doesn't belong in me or that does belong in me, it sets up a field. Guess who's coming to dinner? Guess who's going to show up? Somebody who matches that energy is going to show up and do behaviors based in the energy that's moving in them. And if I'm in resonance with that energy, then my partner is going to end up with exactly the same energy moving in them. And as I recognize that, I get to choose to function differently. Because if that energy moving in my partner resonates something in me, it's my opportunity to heal that in me. So that whole insight came out of originally the why is this happening to me again work and then grew into the healing through relationships work and recognizing that when we have somebody move toward us because we hold a certain energy what's going to move in us is going to belong in us and when that person moves toward us we, we don't have to wonder anymore why this keeps happening to me why a person shows up and does this to me because we know that Resonance creates motion towards somebody's going to show up and somebody's going to do exactly what you need to have done in order to see the part of you that you need to heal. Now, the, the deepest experts at doing this are going to be the people who have, you have exchanged genes with, you know what I mean by that, or the people who have your genetics because they have in them, like for instance, anybody here ever raise a child? And notice that having a child is like having your unconscious mind hang out in true living color and Dolby sound and everything that you've never dealt with, they bring up in you. They are your opportunity to heal and they know how to push every button that needs to be pushed. The stuff you've tried to dissociate from day one in your life, they know exactly how to activate or resonate that in you because the same thing is in them as in you. And if you say, my child makes me so mad, it's the opportunity through your relationship with your child to heal your mad part or your sad part or your hateful part or your hurt part or whatever it is. So then codependence to inner, or pardon me, healing through relationships then grew to codependence to interdependence and starting to look at the codependence process where if I think you're the cause of what's happening inside of me 
then I'd literally build pictures in my mind. I'd literally, out of that energy moving in you that what I'm feeling is all your fault, I build pictures. I paint pictures on the inside of my eyeballs that show me that you're the problem in my life. And I speak as though you're the problem in my life. And now I'm in codependence. So a codependent relationship is a relationship where I actually think somebody else is the cause of what I'm feeling and what I'm experiencing. And that codependence dynamic, again, this all grew out of the why is this happening to me again workshop initially. The codependence dynamic is one where what happens is our lives are governed by the process of resonance according to what's contained within us and the highly charged emotional energies that are contained within us tend to match whatever our power person did as behavior. And so I think one of the biggest insights from the codependence workshop, codependence to interdependence, is that if I'm being run from the contents of my mind from the past, which is where most people live, then there are only three behaviors possible for me. And, and I just invite you, if this is true, to take a look. It's, it's meant to be a gift to give somebody that insight because once you understand it, then you have the ability to, through your relationships, heal that dynamic. But what makes the world, I'd offer today, what makes the world go round is this codependence dynamic. And so, when, and, and, and by the way, it, it relates to levels of stress, which dynamic, which behavior operates. So you'll notice if you're running out of what we call carbon-based memory and the power person dynamic, that when there's no stress, you do whatever you did to get along with your power person. When stress starts to build, the automatic decision system, energetic system inside of you, will click in to inclining you toward doing what you did to resist and survive with your power person. And then when you become ultra-stressed, the automatic decision system will kick in and force you to do whatever your power person did to you that you hated the most. That's just the way it operates. And the mind is sneaky about it. I remember we did uh, we did an intensive a couple of years ago. This goes back to probably eight years ago in Florida. And there were people who were partnered, partnered up in the intensive. And it was coming time. I don't know. We're probably about day three, and we're going to do energy field work. And there was one woman there who decided she didn't want to be partnered with the person she was partnered with. And she went into... A fit because nobody else would change partners. You know, it's like, gee, we've been working together for three days. The idea is to keep working with your partner and, you know, work through whatever comes up. This is called healing through relationships. So she went berserk. And, you know, most people, because of the power person dynamic in them, cannot stay connected to love, cannot stay conscious, don't like to stay present when there's conflict going on. And so when the voices are raised and the intensity of the energy starts to go, most people shut down. And because of the goals they hold for themselves and the people or the person in conflict, their stress goes up. And when their stress goes up, they'll do whatever their power person did to them that they hated the most. And it was really quite hilarious, you know, once we got through the other side of that whole issue, the next morning, the group, you know, came back together in the intensive, and we had a conversation and asked everybody to identify, because everybody's stress was up, what was it that your power person did to you that you hated the most? And everybody kind of made a note. We said, now, last night, when this whole event happened and the stress was up, what is it that you either did or you wanted to do? And everybody's mouth just hung open. It was like, oh, my God. And we went through the whole group, and everybody shared how their power person dynamic just took over, except for one guy. And 
and his uh, no I, that wasn't what I did I just you know I just took my partner the, the space we had at that particular intensive had a couple of rooms he said I just took my partner and went uh, and went to do the energy field work with him so I just went to work with him and he was quite proud of himself because everyone else shared that they just did their power person dynamic and then I asked him the question well let me just let me take this wild crazy offhanded yes when the stress was up and the chips were down with your power person, what did they do? And it was like a jaw dropper. Oh my God. They went to work. I was abandoned my whole childhood. Dad always went to work. It was exactly what he did. I mean, it's, it's just such, it's so wonderful to have the brain cells to be able to see that. I had someone who uh, who sent me a link to a um, a video of uh, a child. I think the child was about eight, who had a uh, what they what was labeled as a detachment disorder, and was just had been severely abused as a child, and was just viciously abusive with their sibling, and expressed the desire if they ever got the chance to kill their caretakers their parents and they were given a certain treatment regimen. And as I watched this video, it's like, there's no detachment disorder here or attachment disorder here. This person is per this child is perfectly attached to their power person dynamic. Their power person tried to kill them. They were extremely abusive. And so here they are with their younger sibling, totally completely controlled by the power person dynamic and when we start to work through those things then those energetic dynamics in us can be forgiven and it's through our relationships we'll get to do that so that's kind of a, a bird's eye view of codependence to interdependence we're actually going to be doing that intensive starting on february 1st about a month from today and actually we're going to add in another piece of the puzzle another workshop that grew out of the why, the healing through relationships of codependence is communication. Did you hear what I think I said? So February 1st, we'll start a nine-day codependence to interdependence communication practicum. And in that workshop, whenever there's a conflict, whenever there's disturbance, what we'll do is we'll invite the people involved to come forward and be guided through using the tool of responsibility communication. And it, it is so unheard of for someone to speak about themselves when they're in trauma and pain that it is exquisite to watch the energetic shifts that someone makes when they sit down at the front of them. And of course, that's nobody has to do that. It's just a request. If you'd like to do this, use this tool. Come on, we'll guide you. You know, the whole the whole support group will be there. The whole uh, intensive will be there to support you and guide you through this. And so this person will start out raving and raging, and then you did. And you did. It's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, now you're telling me about a picture in your head made out of what's moving in you that this person made you feel. Here's what I'm going to invite you to do. Instead of talking about them as though their cause, which is codependence, we're going to invite you to come back to recognizing that you're the one who's in pain. You're the one who's got something going on. So how about instead of talking about them, you talk about you. So you get two people at the front of the room who are conflicted about whatever it is, and each one of them is being gently and lovingly guided back to responsibility communication. The transformation that takes place right in front of the room, and the example of that is just monumental. So we'll be doing that workshop in a nine-day format starting February 1st. If you're ready to take your work to another level, come on and play Codependence to Interdependence Communication Practicum. And that uh, nine-day will actually turn into a 16-day. So we'll expand that out if, uh, you know, there'll be people who'll be there just for the nine-day. We'll do the nine-day format, and then we'll move on and do another seven days for people who really want to deepen and expand out the understanding and the healing process that happens in the codependence to interdependence communication workshop.
We'll actually then take uh, a day off, and then we'll start a 16-day laws of living. So there's another piece that's come out of the why is this happening to me again work. When uh, I was in South Florida, my children were small. We I taught a lot at a unity center in um, Delray Beach. And the minister there, wonderful woman, bless your heart, Mary Cupferly. She's left her body behind several years ago, but she was just an awesome lady. And she invited us to start a program. Actually, it still goes on at, uh, at Unity in Delray Beach. Uh, called Lessons in Living. And we take these tools, or took these tools tools into the classroom. It was just absolutely awesome. And after I'd worked on this work for several years, developing the uh, Why Is This Happening to Me Again work, I actually uh, came in contact with a gentleman named Dan McDougald, who taught a course in the prisons called Emotional Maturity Instruction. And Dan and I met, found out we had similar interests in the Aramaic and uncovering the Aramaic meanings of original meanings of words and ended up working together over a period of several years. And our combined work became laws of living. And so that's another piece of work that's grown out of the why is this happening to be again workshop. And, and it goes through a whole series. We, we go into empowered to heal. Empowered to Heal looks at the fact that as energetic beings, there are only two qualities of energy relative to our energy field. There's that which builds the system up and that which tears the system down, integrative and disintegrative energy. And in the Aramaic language, the word that represents disintegrative energy is sin. And, and it's an archery term, and all it means is off the mark. That If there are energy in, energies in us that are off the mark then those energies create disease. If I walk around with all kinds of unresolved disease in me, hate, fear, anger, rage, guilt, pain, drama, trauma, if when the stress is up and the chips are down, you know, the worst epithets that one can say come out of my mouth and I point my rage at whoever's handy with my words, then I literally inspire disease wherever I go. I'm empowered to resonate disease in anyone I simply walk by. That person is a walking field of disease. And, of course, you look around, just look at what's flowing out of the television set virtually every minute, every channel, every day, and what you've got is disease happening. If you know how to breathe and be the space, and that disease energy, that energy that's off the mark for a human energy field, hits you and brings things up for you, then you breathe and you work through those things. And it's awesome to know that you can do that. Actually, another film that we went to see, and, and we went just because the uh, what appears to be the warped way of doing things that uh, a producer named Quentin Tarantino does, he's got a new movie out that's called The Hateful Eight. And, of course, if you're going to go see that, please take worksheets, Please be ready to breathe because it is the most insane demonstration of hate and viciousness that you will ever see. I mean, just beyond, beyond. But I was interested, it was interesting uh, because there was a, an interview with Samuel L. Jackson, who's one of the stars of the, uh, of the film. And being black, he was quizzed about the use of the n-word which tarantino uses liberally in his movies and it was i, I watched a you know a short uh, interview with him and he was just kind of glib and you know offhanded he's like well what else would you call me we're back in you know decades ago and you know here are rednecks what would you call me but that and by the way that's just what was true and in researching that a little bit, I came across an article where recently, and I don't remember what the issue was, but Quentin Tarantino had picked up a placard and gone marching for justice at a, at a march in New York. So I was like, well, how does it fit to have all this viciousness and violence? And we're getting right to just about the end of the film, and it's like, this is just so bizarre. 
And it is. I mean, if you're not ready for the most vicious violence you've ever seen verbally, emotionally, physically, don't go see this movie. If you're ready to heal some of that, go see it and breathe and take worksheets. But but what I saw is interesting, and I, and I won't give it away, but basically what this does is it brings right front and center what I saw after the film. brings right front and center some of the worst disease energies that humans have ever gathered. And a title for those energies you could call war. Now, you notice that war gets kind of whitewashed in this culture. You don't get to see coffins. No, no, we don't have those. We, we report on who died, but, and, and, you know, it's all nicey-nice, and, and everything's okay, and we're winning. But, and I won't give it away, though I may have if it hadn't been for, and thank you uh, for, for that call back a, a few weeks ago, Magda, where I had given away <laughs> some stuff in a film. One of my favorite voices in the world is Roy Orbison. And at the end of the film, Roy Orbison's voice just comes out like double volume and clear as a bell, just a beautiful tone. And I didn't know that Roy Orbison had any interest in this topic of war. But he wrote and performed this song. I'd never heard it before. When you hear it, it just turns its back toward what are we doing to ourselves? What's the insanity? You want to be an empowered to heal? And you face all those things of sadness, of rage, of grief, of viciousness, of pain, of terror, and trauma. You remove those things from yourself. You purposely, consciously incarnate, embody, and strengthen the presence of love in you. And you walk through the world empowered to heal. How sweet is that? And that's what we're each capable of. If you go back to Yeshua 2,000 years ago, he said a little leavening leavens the whole loaf. I guarantee you he was not talking about bread. He was talking about humanity. Are you willing to face everything in you that the hateful eight could bring up? Or concussion, as we spoke about last week, or... Concussion 2, which is my title for the big short. Are you ready to face all of that, forgive it, remove it, and walk through the world as love? Then you'll be empowered to heal. Wherever you go, you will be an inspiration for the strengthening of love on the planet. Powerful, powerful place to know that you can live there in a society that would have you say, oh, well, you know, you're only upset, you're only in pain, and boy, you better hold on to your rage because that's the only way you'll ever be safe. Excuse me, your rage is the only thing that will ever draw attack to you. And so Empowered to Heal is another workshop that we tap into and bring forward the tools for healing. And We'll just check in and see if Dr. Tim is with us before we move forward anymore and uh, ask the young man how he's doing and what's exciting for New Year's for him. I am here. Dr. Tim? Awesome. I am here. Welcome, sir. Can you hear me? What's exciting Welcome. in your world? Well, um, this work is. I um, I was on the show on, on Wednesday and... Um, for whatever reason, got on a roll and didn't mention how we had our group on Tuesday. And one of the things that happened in the group on Tuesday was that we had a person there who'd never been there before. So from time to time we have people come to the group who've never been there before, but they've done enough work in other areas or they're just ready to do work and they jump right in right. in their first in their first session and they offer to do a worksheet. And this happened again uh on Tuesday night. And uh, right. I just I just thought I would mention this because it, here's a person who's never been exposed to the work and didn't even have a Dr. Michael Rice hour long video presentation because we happened to be working on finishing up some Guy Finley <clears throat> lecture. And 
yet with very little knowledge of the system and some talk about owning what goes on inside of us, she volunteered to do a worksheet, and she started at about a level seven upset and worked through the worksheet process and had a few a few times during the worksheet where she said, I'm not sure I wanted to say that or I want to let go of that. But she did, and by the end of it, had absolutely dropped from a level seven upset to a level three upset and had gotten insights directly related to the kind of thing you were just talking about in your intro, related to the patterns she grew up with, related to her parents, and related to her parents' relationship to each other. And she left at the end of the group uh, often. People leave the group and then they go to a a local eatery and uh, have a drink or have a, a snack and just talk about their life or what happened in the group. And she left the group saying, I I, want to go, I want to talk about this beyond midnight. I mean, this has stirred up so much stuff for me. One Mm. worksheet in her first group. And it unveiled for her much of what you were talking about in your intro, about relationship dynamics and about the power person dynamic, and gave her the potential to have a whole new level of insight on her life after just one session. And so I you know what's what's new and exciting for me is the same old thing that it's a blessing <laughs> to be involved in this work and it's it's uh it's stimulating and it's fun and it's rewarding at levels that <clears throat> few things in my life have been up until this point. And I just strongly encourage people to go to a support group or start a support group. And again, it doesn't take 8 or 12 or 15 people to make a successful support group. Um, Just about a year ago, I started a second support group out of my office. And there have been several times in this past year where there's been one other person and myself in the group. And a number of uh, many more times when there's been just two people and me in the group. And it's the same powerful shifts are available, the same loving energy is available, and uh, the same improvement in my ability to release stuff that does not serve me is available, whether there's myself sitting in front of a worksheet or two or three people around me or 15 people around me. Right. That's my offering for today. Sweet. Perfect. Sweet. That's, that's awesome. And, you know, it's interesting how people will, will have people start a support group and they're only having one or two, and they go, well, there just weren't enough people there. <laughs> it's like, well, you need to talk to Dr. Tim because that's sometimes the most powerful space. I've I've gotten some very moving emails and testimonials from people when you know when they showed up at a support group and I was there and they were the only other person that showed up either because the weather was bad or because the weather was too good and everybody else was out playing or because it was close to a holiday and they sent me a thank you note about what benefit they got from that and Right. Well, the 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 silliness of that is that they think they're the only one that benefited, and I get as much out of it as anybody else who attends a support group. I get to do my own worksheets. I get to peel back layers and blinders off of my own eyes, and I get to enjoy the benefits of consistently improving the quality of my life by applying these tools and being taught by that energy of love and creation that's there to teach us if we just ask it to. Sweet. Sweet. Well, you you put me in mind of a gentleman we just reconnected with, with being down here in Florida who lives in Sarasota. He's a chiropractor. And last time we are here, which was about probably six years ago, we stayed with him. And uh, he's someone who's, um, 
who's doing some unique work for a chiropractor. He's not just doing the the same old, uh, you know, uh, cracking bones and that sort of thing, but is doing stem cell work and, and just doing a lot of, he has, has people coming from all over the world to do some of the unique work that he's doing with the brain and such. And uh, we went riding on the beach with him the other day. Thank you for doing the show. That was the timing he had to get together. But one of the things he shared with me as we're riding down the beach is that one of the things that's made the biggest difference in his life. And, you know, this is a guy who, like you, Tim, has been a professional for a long time and studied everything that came his way. But he said one of the things that's made the biggest difference in his life is that when he did the still point work and it created such an opening for him was that on a nightly basis, he does at least a few minutes of still point. He says, that's been one of the biggest things that's changed my life. So you never know which tool somebody's going to take a hold of and, and really take it and put it to work and uh, and value it, benefit from it, and pass it on. So pretty cool. Well, should we check in with Jeannie and see if there's anybody with a hand up or anything happening in the phone queue? Sounds great. Okay. Awesome. Well, there's been Thanks, people Whitney. popping in and out of the chat room. Um but nobody has made a comment. And there's a lot of people on the switchboard, which I'm pleasantly surprised because of it being New Year's Day. So we are so glad that all of you have joined us. We do have a hand up. It's a Skype caller, so I don't have a number. So Skype, you are on. Who do we have and where are you calling from? Uh, Jeffrey from, uh, well, Stone County right now, but I'll be heading back your way soon. But uh, I actually had tried to... Uh, calling on Christmas Day, but uh, ran out of time, I guess. But uh, I wanted to recommend a, a book, or actually part of a book, that reminded me of um, of the things you talk about in your work, and it's uh, it's called the uh, physics of well, actually, there's the physics of immortality and the physics of Christianity by uh, Dr. Frank Tipler, and uh, it's uh, ar- uh, around Christmas time you hear about it sometimes because of the uh, chapter called The Christmas Miracle, which um, is a, a scientific uh, look at uh, at Immaculate Conception and uh, how, but the, the thing that that uh, interested me was how saying that with Christ being being born that way and having uh, double double copies, he would have double copies of certain genes that uh, the rest of us only have one copy of, and it gets into some uh, some uh, detailed uh, genetics, which uh, which may not be everybody's interest but uh but it as far as the uh the connection between the genes and holding in uh the quote unquote junk or original sin or whatever you want to call it and right. um same thing and how how he was was uh basically how he was different from the rest of us in that or because that he operated always in in perfect love, which uh, which the rest of us unfortunately don't. Well, he stuck he stuck to the original blessing rather than getting lost in the original energy passed from the generations of of those energies that were off the mark. And uh, to me, that's one of the goals of this work is to get to the point where we recognize who we are, that we're created in the image and likeness of love, and that we too can function as that. And, you know, you listen to his words, and it even comes across in the Greek translations of, hey, the things I do, you can do, and greater, but you've got to do your work. And so to me, that's the gift that he brings is here's how it works, and, and we're blessed over and over and over again by the scientific perspective as you're talking about now with genetics that these things can be understood and they are logical and scientific and intellectually verifiable by anybody who's interested and willing to take a look so I'll take a look at that thank you for uh, for sharing it with us Jeffrey where is Stone County by the way 
It's uh, west of Taney County. Oh, okay. So you're okay. You're right up near us then. You're, you're a neighbor in Theodosia. Yeah, I've cool. uh, yeah I've uh, met you this fall at the um, the Hammond Camp uh, Oak that. Uh, oh right, the Oaks Conference. Fabulous. Yeah, Oaks cool. Conference. All right. So. Well. Please be aware and keep an eye on our calendar because when we're back at Heartland this summer, I think our our workshops start in uh, in late or middle July. There, uh, please be aware that whenever we do the Why Is This Happening to Me Again workshop, it's an open, free workshop, and you'd be most welcome to be joining us. It'd be a delight to see you. Come out. Oh yeah, and did you know that uh, Theodosia means divine gift in the Greek? Well, actually, it's interesting. When I first moved to uh, to Theodosia, I was told that it was a, a Greek uh, word that meant uh, a gift of God, so similar to what you're saying. But then uh, some years after I lived there, I actually made a trip to Greece and was speaking to some Greek people, and they said, no, that's actually, they said the, the word Theodosia is a verb in Greek, and it's the activity of God giving. It's God in the act of giving, they told me. So I thought that was a pretty powerful uh, understanding. And uh, and certainly uh, we feel like, uh, you know, being there, the, the energy is such a sweet and clear space that uh, we're constantly being given that gift of, uh, of, of inspiration toward the next level of living is love and being able to take that to the world. So glad you're on the team, sir. Thanks. <laughs> So, Happy New Year. All right. Have a wonderful one. Lots of love and blessings. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So, Jeannie, anything else happening in the chat room or anybody with a hand up? No, it's all quiet. So, if somebody presses one, you're first in line without waiting. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to hand go just ahead went and, up. Oh, hand okay. Just go went for up. it. 828, you're on the air. Hello, Michael and Jeannie. This is Jason again. Hey, Jason. Hey, young man. Happy Welcome. New Year. <laughs> yeah, Happy New Year. Best one so far. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so I had a had a question. Um, I had been looking uh, for a tutorial or something to guide me in still point breathing because I've never um, attended like a personal session with anybody that, right. that offers that. And I've had a pretty hard time find finding it. that. Okay. You're not going to, you're not going to find it. The, uh, the still point breathing process is one that is so, um, what's the word? So powerful in its impact on physiology that I never have put it on a video or an audio I never speak about it on anything that's being recorded and have never written anything about it because it's not something that if you had the instructions, you'd just be able to lay down and do for yourself. It's a process that once you experience it and work with it is meant to be used for yourself by yourself, ultimately. You know, we usually suggested people, oh, maybe the first 10 to 15 times that they breathe that they have a support person there, but then it's to be used for yourself, by yourself. But it's not something that you can just get a, uh, you know, listen to a set of instructions and then you do it. You really need personal support and personal guidance in uh, in opening that space. So so you won't find anything written on it. I just, it's, it, it's not appropriate to do. Okay. And it is a workshop that we do, you know, in every intensive that we do, we do the, sh- the still point breathing. In the uh, Why Is This Happening to Me Again intensive, we do the energy field work that we teach as well uh, to enhance the still point process. And we do it on occasion in different pl- places around the country as we travel. We'll do it as a one-day workshop uh, so people can experience it. But it just, it, you've, it, you've got to have guidance. You've got to have it somebody there to support you walking through it to really use the tool. Okay, well, I appreciate you uh, safeguarding that as uh, the powerful tool that it is. I I can respect that. Cool. Awesome. What do you think else looking exciting for your new year? How are things going with mom and dad? Um, going well. Um, uh, dad is just uh, getting over. He had a stomach bug for a few days and 
He's uh, quite spunky right now, so that's good. Um, we'll hold him in a blanket. And um, yeah, um, and um, mom as well. Um, we haven't haven't moved any further with um, with the work. Um, I feel at the moment, you know, they've been been led to water, and I, you know, can't make anybody drink. So, right, just um, <clears throat> just holding that space and. Um, um my um my brother in law's ex wife um has put somewhat of a halt to the work and uh to the um communication in general so I'm just you know um being patient and quite giving normal. her whatever space she needs to to do. Yeah, yeah. There was there was it's quite no... normal for people to go through pieces of resistance when they start doing this right. work to come across. It's like, my God, if I open that, if I start to, I I don't know how I could deal with that. That's not possible. And and so until one gets the experience in the brain cells that oh, whatever's in there, I can work through it. And, you know, I survived it on the way, and I'll survive it on the way out. Until somebody gets that experience, there's a tendency to go through periods of resistance and don't want to look and don't want to deal and 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 I think one of the reasons is my take from watching that over the last 50 years or so of working with people is that people try everything they can get their hands on to work through a particular issue in their lives and they just go well I guess that one just can't be worked through it just can't be done so Right. I guess I just won't be able to do that. And so when you come along with a tool that says, oh, that's easy, actually, here's how you do it, it's like, well, no, no, you don't understand. I've already tried everything. But, of course, it's hard to comprehend if everything that you could fathom you've already done and that issue hasn't broken down, it's pretty reasonable to come to the conclusion that, well, probably it's never going to break down. And uh, so, so really helping people to build the brain cells for it's possible. I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm not sure when we talked about this back when you first called, whether we sent you a link to the first hour of the new Why Is This Happening to Be Again workshop. Did we do that? Did you get that and share that with us? Um, no, it, it wasn't available at the time. I, I remember the radio show when I heard that it was available. Um, okay, good. but uh, I've watched the PowerPoint presentation um, with cool. with, um, with them, and um, haven't I haven't accessed the the first hour of the of the Y workshop because we don't have Wi-Fi at home, so it eats up my data plan uh, pretty quickly. Okay, um, we're looking into getting Wi-Fi, but it's a pretty rural area, and even the satellite companies, right. for some reason, there's a, a void here. Um, it's crazy. I don't know how that would work with satellites, but I know out in Theodosia uh, we have the same problem. We can only get satellite, and it is a challenge to get enough bandwidth. But that hour is on our YouTube channel, and you know if you go somewhere where you've got a Wi-Fi connection, you can download it and save it and and watch it that way. So that might be another possibility. And to get to that uh, on our Wi-Fi channel or on our uh, YouTube channel, if you just go to yagen.org. And uh, in the uh, on the right hand side, there is to YouTube. It's just a little you know little square. I think it's red YouTube button with an arrow pointing to the right over by Facebook. If you click on that, it'll take you right to our YouTube channel. And uh, I think it's now maybe the third or fourth link down that hour. We decided to put you know for me it came together so powerfully we were just going to put pieces of it on uh on YouTube and we're working on editing about 10 other hours of video and getting ready to put pieces of it up but uh that hour just came together so well that we decided to put the whole hour on YouTube so it's there and available if you want to you know you grab it and save it to your phone or or laptop or whatever and and you'll have it and it'll be available so glad to hear with you um yeah, I, I have tried to download um, from YouTube before, and it the solution just hasn't come to me. But I'll I'll give it another shot. Um, yeah, there is a nice Google, cafe I, downtown. That, I, right. If you Go Google ahead. it, 
There are there are some download programs. I know that I've tried to download stuff from YouTube before and had trouble, but there are some download programs, and none of them come to uh, to to mind offhand. But I'm sure there's new technology out there that will easily allow you to download something from YouTube. So you might want to just try that first and use whatever the latest, you know, best rated uh, download program is. And there are lots of free ones out there, so that might be the the easy way to do it. Excellent. Excellent. Cool. All right, sir. Well, you have an awesome new year, and thank you for your calls. We love keeping up with you and uh, enjoy hearing from you on an ongoing basis and look forward to your visit to Heartland. Yes, so am I. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. All right, we'll keep us posted on what timing looks like. Okay, I will. All right, blessings. Lots of love. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So our calling number. 646-200-4169. If you have a question or thought for us, we'd love to hear your voice. Jeannie? No other hands up and nothing in the chat room. Okay. Well, I'm going to just go on and and talk about, you know, for people who, you know, maybe have never really tapped into the work before, uh, to talk about the different workshops we've got. You know, we started out as the why work started out from this and covered a few of them. So, I think we're going to do that, and if we don't get them through, through them, well, we're not going to get through them today because we've only got about three minutes left, but we'll get to cover one or maybe two more, and then uh, we'll, uh, tomorrow I'll make my intro, and we'll, we'll get through all of the different workshops, so you'll actually have a description of the different DVDs that are available in our catalog, and uh, we're working on one of the things we're working on with this uh, intermission that we're taking from travel is creating a member site where people can tap in and uh you know for a small fee uh, have access to videos audios that sort of thing so a private member site but um these these will be things that will be there and of course our catalog is there you can order them there as well so one of the next workshops to unfold from the why is this happening to me again you know original piece of work uh, is a workshop called on creating consciously and when you start looking at forgiveness, resonance, energy fields, you realize it's the ability to focus in on one frequency to the exclusion of all else becomes the key to what shows up, what resonates, what moves toward you in your life. You know, if you go back to Yeshua, you hear a statement saying, and, and it's like, if you don't know the physics of it and you don't know he's a physicist, you go, what does this mean? He says, let thine eye be single and thy body will be filled with light. It's like, what the heck does that mean? Well, if you talk to the physicist, let's come around 2,000 years, and this is a blessing of science and physics, the latest in physics will tell you that matter is light energy solidified, and that focus is a key. So if my eye, that is my perception is focused on one singular frequency, be it hate and fear or love and joy, then that literally becomes what manifest what shows up in my so-called body, my material world. And what the cell biologists are telling us is that when you think a thought, you create a neuropeptide. So here's non-matter, a thought, literally becoming matter. And that neuropeptide, that molecule, circulates around in your structure until it finds a cell with a receptor site that matches. Now, the cell biologists are saying that then the cell replicates it. I don't believe that's quite accurate. What happens is this broad spectrum energy of this thought, when it lands on the cell, a part of it, a small part of it, inserts itself into the cell, and it shows up in the cell is what we view as chemistry. So when your mind is single, you look at the opening words of the book of John, it says, in the beginning was the mind energy, and the mind energy became flesh. Not in the beginning was the word. And this is a key to uncreating consciously. If we go with the mind energy stored in our genes from the generations of hate and fear and sadness and grief and rage, then that mind energy becomes our creative process. And we unconsciously because we don't want to look at those things and deal with those things we unconsciously create out of them the benefit of forgiveness is when i collapse and drop into that level of my mind where i hold that energy i can access it through love i can throw it out and consciously purposely put in something new and now my single focus is on human life and the awesome presence of love and the capacity to bring all things human into the world consciously creating 
Have a great day. An awesome new year, the best one yet of your eternal life. If you're ready for another level of work, February 1st, we start in Orlando. Blessings. Thank you for listening to Mind Shifters Radio with the Forgiveness Doctor, Dr. Michael Rice and his wife, Jeannie, who present the internal Aramaic process of forgiveness. Michael and Jeannie are here every Monday through Friday on Earth Angels Radio. For more on Michael and Jeannie, please visit www.yagain.com. That's www.whyagain.com. Evolving continuously.